Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Hey, so if you're in marriage counseling, you're trying everything to win your marriage back, you're just trying to figure stuff out and nothing seems to be working, you're doing probably the wrong thing. So that's why I created my five-day challenge for men just like you who are on the cusp of separation or divorce. You're trying to figure stuff out. You don't know what to do. So look, in this five-day challenge, I'm going to help you gain clarity on what you need to be doing. I'm going to help you understand the pain that you're in and what you need to be doing about it, how to fix that. All of this in five days for just five bucks. That's right. Five-day challenge, five bucks. That's it. Get in. Do it now. Don't wait any longer. Get in right now. Do the work. It's easy. Every day you're going to get assignments. Every day you're going to get an action step to take so that you're moving forward and you're going to stop the paralysis that you're in right now where you don't know what to do. You're stuck. All that other stuff. It comes to an end today. Jump in right now. Five bucks. That's all it costs. Jump in today. Let's see on the other side. All right, guys. So earlier I posted this meme, if you will, about the idea of, are you asking disempowering questions or empowering questions? And I'm going to talk about that in today's live. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about doing a more advanced training. Uh, not sure if I'll drop it in the group or not. More than likely, it'll be for my clients. But either way, so I want to talk about this idea of disempowering questions and empowering questions. Uh, if you know me, you know that I don't take anything at face value. And that means that when I think about uh, what's happening in your life right now or with your marriage or just you in general, and if you've been coached by me, you know that I don't just take stuff just at face value. You know that I'm looking for the deeper meaning. I'm looking for the root of things. I'm looking to understand things. And the reason for that is because the more I think that we can understand the root, that we can get to the bottom of stuff, then we can fully engage and we don't waste our time. I don't know about you, but I don't like wasting my time. And a lot of times guys will just not engage with the process and they won't seek to understand. And this is, this is a big problem, especially in communication. Um, when you, when you're communicating with your wife or really anybody, you want them to feel like they are hearing you and that they are, or that, that, that you are hearing them and that they feel understood. So I call it feeling heard and understood. That is what every woman wants. She doesn't care about your apologies. She doesn't care about, you know, how sorry you are, how bad you were, any of those things. What she cares about is that she feels heard and understood. That is the key to emotional connection is for a woman to feel heard and understood. And not just for a woman, but also for a man, because a man wants to feel heard and understood. A man wants to feel respected. And that's why I've been posting these different comments and things about being heard and understood because for a lot of you that's the communication breakdown that's the barrier that you're having before you can actually lock in and uh and really have that emotional connection so today i want to talk about this idea of disempowering questions and what they are and why i think questions are super important so here's why questions lead you to answers okay and so if i ask a question that question will lead me to some sort of response, some sort of answer. 
So if I ask the wrong question, I will get the wrong answer. Literally that simple. Um, if I ask the right question, I will get the right answer. Now, have you ever asked your kid, why did they do something? For example, why did you, you know, hit your sister? Or why did you do this? Or maybe even you ask your wife, like, why did you go shopping and spend $500 on shit we don't need? Right? If you've ever done that, like I used to do that all the time. Like my ex was in love with Goodwill. <laughs> it's like, why would you, why would you spend that much money at Goodwill or Dollar Tree? Like what the hell is compelling you to do that? And asking that question, what we're actually doing is we're, we're articulate, we're trying to articulate that we have a feeling and that feeling is frustration. That feeling is anger. That feeling is, uh, we're not in alignment with what they did. And so therefore we ask a question that to them feels shaming. And so instead of getting a healthy response, we get a fight, right? We get, uh, we, we don't get where we want to go. And so in essence, when we ask the wrong question and it doesn't empower us, then it's, it's really from a place of shame. Okay. And it's really from a place of unhealthiness. So when I think about a disempowering question, here's what I think about it. I think about a disempowering question like this is why did she leave me? Or why, why are we no longer married? Why is my marriage over? Um, what did I do wrong? Uh, why can't I save it? Why doesn't she love me anymore? Why am I a bad man? Why am I a bad husband? Why do I keep screwing up? These are all disempowering questions. Those questions do not empower you one bit, do they? I bet if you say those questions or ask yourselves those questions, you do not feel empowered at all. What's up, Andy? Right? You don't feel empowered. Why? Because you're asking from a place of shame and not, of a, not from a place of power. So if we ask the question like, why did she leave me and all this, like we're searching for something, but we're doing it from an unhealthy place that doesn't lead to a really good answer. You know, the answer that we want isn't really why she did it. It's like what happened and, and how did it happen? But even that, even that kind of reflective question doesn't really get us to go to the next place. So here's the next place. Here's what I want you to think about is how can we flip this question on its head? And instead of asking, why did she leave me? Or why did she cheat on me? What if we asked it in a different way? This is going to, some of you are going to be like, wait, what? What did you just say? So bear with me when I say this. I want you to, uh, and this is, this is all in a book um, called Affirmations. So it's based on the idea of this, the, the psychology of affirmations, which is where we, you know, say things out loud, like I'm, I'm a better man now, or I'm a good man now, or I'm, I'm doing these things positive, right? And they're, they're all about making positive affirmations. And this guy, Noah, I can't remember his last name, wrote a book called Afformations. And it's about reforming the way we actually talk in our questions. So instead of asking the disempowering question of why did she leave me? Why did she cheat on me? We're going to flip it and we're going to go, okay, what is it that we actually want? Like what, what is the sort of truth that we want? What if instead of asking why she left me, what if we ask, why did she come back to me? Now she hasn't come back to you. Um, she, she hasn't come back to the marriage, but that doesn't mean we can't ask the question, why did she come back to me? And so by asking that question, we suddenly are empowering ourselves to come up with a solution. See, our brain is constantly looking for a solution. And if you're constantly focused on the past of what she did, what you did, and all of these things, 
what you're doing is you're trying to identify patterns. You're trying to identify things and therapists use it and it's fine, right? It can, it can work in certain degrees in certain circumstances. But for the most part, what happens is it traps you in a disempowered state of mind, which is that I screwed up or she screwed up and, and we're blaming and we're, we're shaming and we're not actually empowered to make a move going forward. So flipping this on its head and saying, why did she come back to the marriage? Then gives me a pause and opportunity to go, what must happen in order for her to come back to the marriage? It's not, why did she leave me? And why is this happening? And all this bad shit, because none of that is empowering at all. Is it like you ask yourself those questions? Do you feel empowered? Do you feel full of life and energy? And do you feel strengthened? Do you feel like on fire? No, absolutely not. Right. You can apply the same thing to like weight loss and stuff. Like, man, why am I so fat? Why can't I do this? Those are all limiting beliefs that you're essentially asking yourself to, to, to answer over and over and over again, which is, you know, why can't I get my shit together? Why can't I just be a better father? Why can't I be a better husband? So instead of saying it in a disempowering way, we flip it and say, why can I, or why am I a better husband now? Why am I going to the gym more often? Right, Brett? Why are riding bikes more? Right? Why am I doing these things? And what it does is it allows for you to answer the question in a healthier way because then it looks at what actions you're actually taking right now that can actually improve the situation because nobody can change anything by asking why she did this and why she keeps being a bitch to me or why this keeps happening to me. All that shit that is shame-based thinking and it does not empower you one bit. So I'm going to challenge you this week to think about that in, these, in this context which is how can I change the way I think so that I'm not so focused on the disempowerment so that I'm not so focused on what I've lost, but I'm so focused on what I'm about to gain, what I'm about to gain. I talk to guys all the time who are just in a tizzy. They're just frantic. They're just thinking about what they've lost. They're, they're, they're stalking their, their ex's Facebooks. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to follow her. They're just, all this shit, right? Because they're so focused on what they've lost and they're not even focused on what they're about to gain. And that is the opportunity that you have right in front of you to become the best, the strongest, the absolute most amazing man you've ever been. I say this all the time is that some of you, the, what happens is you allow the pressure to, to contract. So many of you joined this group, many of you clicked on an ad because the pressure was really strong. And so the pressure for you was, I need to find the answer. I need to know why she's doing this. I need to know what's happening here. And so that pressure, as long as it's on you, you're actively looking for opportunities. You're active in the group. You're, you're, um, you're writing, you're introspective, you're all these things. But then as soon as she comes back to you, as soon as she comes back to you is, or as soon as she makes some sort of hint towards, I want to be in the marriage again, you're done with the group. You're done with working on yourself. You're done with all those things because the pressure valve has been released. And now you don't feel like you have anything to do because <sighs> finally she's back. That is dangerous. My friends, that is very dangerous. And here's why. And that is because the dysfunction that got you where you are now or where you've been, that dysfunction doesn't just go away because your wife came back. That dysfunction in the way you guys communicate and your boundaries, you owning your own responsibility, that doesn't just go away. You don't just wake up and go, I'm an empowered man now. I don't need a process. I don't need to do anything. I'm just empowered. My woman is coming back to me. Everything is great. Everything is grand. Guys, I went through that a shit ton of times in my marriage. 
it, it, it was like every time there was some sort of affair, every time there was some sort of thing and she'd come back and then it was like, oh, whew, whew, thank God. The pressure's off. We don't have to go to counseling. We don't have to do anything. We're just good. The lovey-dovey's there. You're having sex again. It's all great. It's all gravy, all these things, but we never actually work on ourselves. And by not working on ourselves, what happens? Six months later, we end up in the same thing and we're back to disempowering questions we're not empowered in anything we're doing. She still has our balls. She still has our kingdom. And she has, you, you have not changed one bit. And that's why I say, guys, if you enter my world, if you come around me, you will change. You will transform because I'm going to challenge the fuck out of you. I'm not going to let you sit idle. I'm not going to let you to stay just where you are. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how unsuccessful you are. I will challenge you because that is my job. I say it all the time to my guys, like, dude, this is what you hired me for. It's going to hurt right now. It's going to feel like you just went to the dentist's office because I'm pulling teeth out. I'm pulling shit out of you that you didn't even know was in there. And I'm starting to help you realize that this is serious, that this is real, that this is a growth opportunity you didn't even know you had. One of my clients, won't say his name, successful dentist, and you know he's looking at his marriage coming to the end. And he's looking at his life and he's like, you know what? I've never been able to tap into certain things emotionally. And, you know, he's almost like going through the motions a lot of time. And we were able to start identifying what those limiting factors were. And he's like, now all of a sudden he's like opening himself up to stuff he never opened up himself to before. And he thought he was shallow. He thought he was narcissistic. He thought he was all these things. And he started to realize that's not me. That's not who I am. I have feelings, I have emotions, I just haven't known how to articulate them, which then caused dysfunction and toxicity in his marriage. So by asking this question is, why am I successfully articulating? Why am I doing these things well? He was able to start identifying how he can actually do those things, thus being empowered. So guys, it's a lot. I know it's a lot. But really, you have the opportunity to go from walking in disempowering answers and a disempowering posture to an empowering posture to a, to a posture of, I ask empowering questions that are going to move me to the next place. This is not about being stagnant. This is about moving forward and taking ground, taking back our kingdom, taking back our power, not walking in the shit from the past, not caring. No, it's not that we don't care about the past. We own, we own the past, but we own the future. And that's what happens when you work with me is that we own the future together. We create that new value, that new identity of who you're going to be. And we rebuild the new, the, the man new. I, I call it, it's like artwork. It's like when you get in there with me, what we're doing is like you and I are recreating you together. And that is important stuff. I love the work that we do there. Anyways, disempowering questions are the like the whys of why this should happen. Why did she leave me? Uh, why am I such a bad husband? Why am I a loser? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I go to the gym more often? Those are disempowering questions. And empowering questions are questions that are more about how you've actually done what it is that you want to do. Why am I going to the gym every day? Why is my wife coming back to me? Why have I become the husband I always said I would become? See how that is? That's just like a, it's a slight change in our language. And that's why I always say, watch your language. Some of you have just got to change your language. You've got to change the way you speak because all that negativity, it just keeps fueling you, fueling you. And you're literally eating the negative stuff. You're eating that negative energy. I'm not trying to go all woo-woo on you, but it's true. Physiologically, when we eat that negative energy, we keep talking about all the bad crap. We're not grateful for anything. 
But the second we become grateful, there's like scientific proof that the second we become grateful, we open our mind up to things that we didn't even know was possible. And that is my, that is my number one thing for you guys to open you up to what is possible, to what kind of man can I actually become? I don't care if you're 25, 35, 55, or 65. The fact is, is you're not done until you're dead. Okay. Until you stop breathing, you're still here. That means you can still change. You can still grow. You can still become somebody new. The brain is plastic. It's moldable, but you got to heat it up to make it moldable. Okay. And that heat, that fire is what you're feeling right now. That fire that you're feeling is your brain literally feeling the pressure of this situation that you're in. And you can let it be malleable to make you bitter or it can make you strong. It's up to you. Ask disempowering questions. You're going to become bitter. And you're going to become jacked up and you're going to quit. You're going to quit everything that you do. And you're just, you're, you're not going to grow. And, and people aren't going to want to be around you. Your next relationship will be toxic too. But you allow it to happen. You allow the, 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 the malleability to change your mind and for you to lock into a process and say, you know, what? I'm going to ask empowering questions. I'm going to become an empowered man. I mean, a lot of times positivity can just be fake anyways, right? A lot of people just put on a face, put on a show. But that real true positivity, that inner energy, I think, I think comes from the way we ask our questions, the way we, the way we view the world. It's our belief system, really, right? You change your beliefs, you change your outlook on the world, you change your perspective. Like, I didn't get into doing what I do by just going, well, maybe I can help some guys, you know, like, and, and like, you know, we, we get on strategy calls and like somebody doesn't buy or something. It's like, man, why didn't they buy? What's, What's wrong with me? And what's wrong with my offer? And what's wrong with this? And all these things. This is all disempowering stuff versus like, why are clients continuously coming in? Why are they continuously wanting what we have? And that perspective is why we're successful. And it's the same thing with my, you know, my relationship that I'm in now. It's like, why did I end up with an amazing girl? Because of the things I do, the, the, the way I change my language, the way my communication is. In fact, I was just texting with her a minute ago and she was talking about this idea about this, this could be an area that we could fight. And I said, let's not call it fighting. Let's not look at our, our disagreements as, as fighting. Why don't we change our language and go, you know what? This is just an area of friction for us that we need to work on. And that's all it is. That's all it is. It's an area of friction. Uh, an area of friction doesn't have to be toxic. We just make it toxic because of our own internal shit. I think motivation is motivation in the, for, for, for lack of better terms is bullshit. Uh, you actually get more motivated by action. So like somebody can inspire you to take an action. And when you take the action, the result of the action becomes more motivation to do the thing that you already wanted to do. So for example, if you're, if your action or if you're motivated to lose weight or whatever, and you finally find that sort of internal inspiration to go, I'm going to create a habit, I'm going to build a new habit and I'm going to become, you know, a healthier person. You go out and do the thing. And the more you do it, the more the weight you lose, the more the better you feel, the more energy you have, that becomes motivation to do it. I mean, a lot of guys literally just don't ever recover from this shit because it takes you out like Losing your wife or having your wife leave you is like, I don't know if I can think of anything more painful um, other than death itself. It's, and it feels like death. And for a lot of you, it is death. It's the death of a relationship. It's the death of a marriage that's no longer there. So why, you know, the disempowering question is, why did I allow that initial hit take me down? Okay, that's the disempowering question. The empowering question is, why am I now doing well? Or why am I doing well now? 
or why am I, you know, getting out and, and losing weight or why am I exercising? Why am I becoming the best version of myself now? That's the empowering question. All right, cool guys. Hope that was helpful. Talk to you later. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. Join your host, M. Sizzle, J-Dub, and Mandrew as they sip on some bourbon and spit some truths. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. I know it was two weeks ago that I went live, our Bourbon Moment, where we were talking about ego and coaching and parenting, right? It's exactly what we're talking about. And I'm literally in the middle of tryouts right now. And it, I, I can't stand it. I absolutely can't stand it because... All these parents are like, I need to have the answer now. Like three days ago, we didn't even start tryouts yet. I'm like, what? Because your kid can't try his ass off, go out there and make a team or maybe not make a team? Who's that going to hurt more, your kid or you? Can you not see that that pain that might bring your kid might be the best thing that ever happened to them? Yep. I, I can't deal with my son or my daughter's pain, and yep. that's why I'm going to keep them away. Well, not only that, there's a vicariousness. Because personally, as I grew up under a father that lived vicariously through me. And so, and I remember having this, this epiphany, this revelation one day where it was literally like, I saw that, and this was after he died, like 10 years after he died. And, you know, my dad basically was very emotionally and verbally abusive. And he used sports as his way for me to like, to like push me and all these things. And I was like, man, why, why was he doing this? And I started to see the connection between his manhood and my success. And he felt like if I was successful as a child in sports or school or whatever, it spoke to the success of his manhood. It validated him. And so as a young man, as a child, though, you have no fucking fathoming of what that even is. So it fucks you up deeply because the trauma you're receiving, the message I received was you're a fuck up. You suck. You're never going to be amount to anything because you can't meet this standard that he's setting for me. And I took that into my life. And I still is sometimes something I have to be careful of, of not setting the bar so high for myself that I can never meet it because that's, that's the toxicity that I'm used to. And so living in that for years is dysfunctional as fuck. And so that's what these parents are creating in these kids is this idea that you're only loved when you do well and you score a goal or when this happens versus like celebrating the fact that these kids are doing their best. And if it doesn't work for that, let's put them in something else. And I'm, yeah. and I'm not a trophy guy either. I don't, so hopefully that didn't come off the way I was, you know, it's like, I don't believe in trophies for everyone, but it's like, Hey, you do your best dude. And if that ain't, if it ain't good enough, I can move on do something else. Exactly. Or it's, you can actually flip that switch and say the parent is extremely successful in whatever they're successful in, maybe financially athletics or these other things. And the kid goes, you know, I need to be more successful than that. I want to be more successful than that. They're, the concept is success is what their parent did, not what they believe success is in their purpose and everything else. It's, oh, they were successful. They had respect. They had all these things. I need to be that and better to get the same respect. Hmm. Yeah. I resonate with that. I resonate with that. So in Jordan sense, Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Um, I resonate with that in the sense of, uh, you know, I watched my mom raise me on her own until I, I was 14 and then we had a brother then I had a brother she had another child um but I watched her literally like brick by proverbial brick like create the foundation for the life that she had and as I was getting older I would get this comparanoia 
to where she was and how I was going to get there. So much that I got caught up in this dogma of comparing myself where I was at this age, comparing to where my mom was at that age. Mm. And it was like this weird contention that I got into where I almost felt like I was in, I almost felt like I was uh, against her in a way, like battling against her to see who could do better. And she had never set that cadence for me. And I, I think it's interesting you just said that because as I thought through that more and more, um, we've been able to have conversations about it um, because there was a period where when I was like on my entrepreneurial journey and my ego was out of this world and I just was not the version that I am now, um, she had shared with me that she actually resented me during that time because mm -hmm. of how I was showing up and just the crudeness of the person that I had become as you're striving and achieving and attaining and accomplishing. And so I think it's interesting when our parents set this certain standard when we're young and we kind of take that on. And as we get older, that just becomes like our walk and our path when it comes to perceived success. So right. I think it's intriguing because I was one of those kids where if I did not get a trophy, like first place trophy, I was fucking pissed. I used to hate losing to the point where if we got third place, anything less than first, like I would tell my mom, I don't want to play the sport anymore. Like I literally quit baseball because of that, because we got second place. And I also used to get hit by the ball a lot. <laughs> like for some reason, every time I was batting, I got hit in the neck. I got hit in the cheek. I don't know how this was happening every time. Like I wasn't that chubby. Kids it, it was me porky. Kids used to call me Porky when I was in high school. <laughs> it was the bell bottoms. They were, oh, man. <laughs> they you were thrown off the pitcher, so he's like, I got to plunk this kid. I'll humbly share this. I was that kid in high school, and I swear if any of our guys take this and try to use it against me, dude, I'll, I'll thumb wrestle you. But I used to – this is before tight pants were a thing, so Andrew's probably going to laugh. Dude, I used to take pants, and I would sew them myself so they would be tight pants. Wow. Joey was that emo kid in high school. Wasn't I was. He? Yeah, yeah he I was. was, dude. Yeah. I was an emo kid with the hair. I had perfect emo hair. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. It was interesting. Thanks for joining us on the Bourbon Moment. This is your host, M. Sizzle. I've got Mandrew and I got J Dub. And we are out. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.